Thanks for listening to the Healthy Church Podcast with Larry Barker and Drew Klein. The Healthy Church Podcast is an honest conversation about what it means to be part of a healthy church. There are no perfect churches because they're all filled with imperfect people led by imperfect leaders. But by God's grace, we can begin to dialogue about what changes can be made in our lives as leaders and in the churches we serve in order to better love God and His people. For more information and other resources, go to HealthyChurchPodcast.com. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for the Healthy Church Podcast. Here with my friend Larry. Larry, I can't tell what it is. It's something different. You look so professional. I'm not sure. Yeah, I... Got a uh, I got a microphone for the podcast from some wow. good friends. Shout out to the Wingfields, and uh, they gave it to me back in October, and I actually took it out of the box today. So there you go. That's why you sound so amazing. That's awesome. Wow. Wonderful. Now you know how I sound in person. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> it is. I like to hear myself talk. I know that. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about what you're uh, wanting to talk about today. Well, I've just been thinking about our identity, and identity is a big issue today. And, uh, you know, uh, there's so many ways we could go on that that I probably don't want to in this podcast. But, uh, you know, God created us. We know the Bible talks about Jeremiah was formed in the womb. The psalmist talks about that. And God made us who he made us. And, and, uh, and then we get kind of off track so many different ways and pastors and leaders and people in church, they're not beyond uh, the same temptations that everybody's under. Yeah. I think uh, when you speak about identity, I begin to think about often our identity, our identity can be formed by different things around our lives. And we, we kind of like a magnet begin to connect our identity to those things. And that's not always a good, good situation. So no. where do we, where do we start today as we talk about identity? Well, I, um, I, I gave you some notes I'm going to skip over because I was going to make uh, some changes and forgot to, but I think it's really, you know, the first step is, uh, submitting to who our identity is in Christ and, and not forgetting that, that, you know, we're called to be royal priest. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's what the scriptures say. And, and so I think we try to find our identity and what we do or what we've accomplished or where we've gone to school. There's so many tags you know, mm-hmm. that we could mm-hmm. give ourselves. So often we're described by our job. Oh yeah, he's a policeman. He's a fireman. He's a mm-hmm. pastor, you know, that type of thing. But really our identity is who we are in Christ. And mm-hmm. and we need to remember that and not forget it. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I think as men, we struggle. I'm, I think men specifically really struggle with this. Uh, yeah, maybe I more do. than women. I don't know. I do. And I think uh, it begins with what uh, Chuck Swindoll calls, you got to surrender your position. Mm. And, uh, and what he means by that is don't wrap your ego around your role. Uh, and, and that's really, really hard. We've talked about this before because if you're not real careful, especially if you're a people pleaser, um, criticism will crush you. Ooh, you know, somebody comes to you and 
and criticizes. And, and I got to be honest, Drew, uh, it bothers me sometimes how much I'll let one comment bug me. Mm-hmm. You know, wait, wait a minute, Larry. Why, why is that bothering you? It doesn't mean, uh, that I'm, I'm gonna like the comment, but I shouldn't be totally in, you know, um, focused on that comment. And, and okay, why is that bothering you that much? So criticism can crush you, but of course, applause can corrupt you. <laughs> and so there's this delicate, almost, tightrope tiptoe that we've got to do between those two things. Somebody said years ago in the ministry, you've got to be thick skinned and remain tender hearted. Mm -hmm. And that's a challenge. It just is. Yeah. It's a real challenge. So we want to identify ourselves so closely with our ministry. Sometimes even it begins to bear our name. I mean, that's you know, he's the preacher, or he's the pastor, or that's his church. And I, I want to say this. I'm not saying that's always wrong, uh, but we got to be careful when when we go there and mm-hmm. begin listening to that. Yeah, right. Sure. You know, the, the book we've referred to many times, Bill Wellens, who you know real well, and we've had on here a couple years ago, uh, you know, Bill talks about that, that we need to function out of, uh, out of who we are in Christ, not what we do. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what we're talking about. No, that's good. I think it's needed. Yeah. So you got to deliberately make a decision to refuse to allow any position or any title to determine who you are. You got to let, you got to let that go. I I remember years ago, somebody came in and they said, so what am I supposed to call you? And of course, a lot of us grew up in the world of brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, um, and titles, oh, you need to call me pastor or reverend. And I just looked at him. I said, you know, Larry has always worked. It just always has. And I, I think we, we've got to release the position, you know, turn loose of the benefits and the perks and, and the importance that we might feel or even, even the power. Uh, yeah. that, that might come with the role that we're in and, um, and be willing to turn loose, hold it loosely. That's a good way of putting it. Not mm-hmm. hold on to it uh, too tightly because just because you have a title doesn't mean you're respected. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've met people with some pretty cool titles I didn't respect. And it wasn't because of a title or the lack of the title. Uh, it was because of the character and the personality. And so we got to place all that before God and, and release it. And we need to find our security, our identity, and our commitment in Christ Jesus. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I've got so many thoughts on this because I think about identity quite a bit. Yeah. And, um, and I do think this is an issue, especially for leaders or pastors who find significance and and purpose in those titles instead of the work itself. And and I remember, I don't know if it was the um, Lead Like Jesus book. We've referenced that right. one before. Yeah, we have. The whole thing about leadership being 
when you truly understand leadership, it's about how to lead others to their greatest potential instead of about you being the leader, being the head guy. And that's that kind of comes with some of this territory is understanding uh, not to be connected to a title instead the purpose of why you're there and how you can serve with that position. Well, I got under conviction years ago and this is, I mean, this has been a solid probably 40 years drew, mm-hmm. but you know, raised under the church growth, you know, f- the time that everything was about grow, 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 grow. I yeah. mean, that was, that was all the talk, all the seminars, it seemed, and maybe not all, and that's an overstatement, but, and, and I can remember one day going, now, wait a minute, what are you here to do? Are you here to use them to build the church or do you, you to use the church to build them? Right. Exactly. And, uh, and that just really hit me between the eyes that, okay, wait a minute. So often I'm using them to build the church because I got this picture of what success is and, Man, have we become enamored in the Western culture with the wrong measurements of success? Mm-hmm. You know, um, man, if if numbers is all that matters, uh, then there's a couple of people we could name that are knocking it out of the park because they got the largest crowds. But numbers do not in and of themselves uh, determine uh, success. And we'll talk about that at the end. Um, but I kind of want to throw three things out and then we'll kind of come back and, and, um, and kind of cover them with, uh, three A's, you know, your ambition, your appetite and your approval. But the first one is I am what I do. In other words, performance. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and that is that numbers. Well, look, uh, I don't have the numbers he has, so I must, I must be doing something wrong and bigger is better. Or you get wrapped up in, Ooh, look at how many social media hits, you know, mm-hmm. I'm getting how many likes I got mm-hmm. and, or how many baptisms or, you know, just there's so many metrics there that, that we could look at. I was listening to a podcast and man, this challenged me, Drew. He said, Jesus's numbers were sinking rapidly in the garden and yet he was succeeding. Hmm. He was being obedient and faithful to what the father uh, was doing. And so, man, what a statement. Something to think about. So just because the numbers are decreasing doesn't mean you're not successful or that you are successful. It just means you need to look into it a little bit uh, uh, deeper. And and it's not about the performance. And and think about that. And if everybody comes out, oh, that's a great message. That's a great message. Well, I must be a success. No, that Mm -hmm. doesn't guarantee that at all. Uh, right. What it guarantees is it was a good message and and you delivered it well, uh, but that right. does not in and of itself guarantee success. And we're all for preaching, aren't we? Absolutely. Well, and yeah. you're talking about performance, yeah, and what we do, and 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 when it's removed from from who we are, I think it gets dangerous. Yeah, it does. The second is I am what I have. And, uh, and that's possessions. That's our appetite. That's, uh, where we focus more on what we can acquire. Uh, and that's not just material. It, it, it's, it's not just material. It can be privilege. 
It can be entitlement. It can be, ooh, look what I have. I've, I've got a parking space, man, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, with my name on it and, and look at the sign with my name on it. And, and so it's just that we start focusing, if we're not careful, a lot on what we have rather than on advancing the kingdom for his purpose. Mm-hmm. No. And that's true. that. That appetite that we've got to be, you know, very, very careful about. Yes, yes. It makes you wonder what we should be uh, yearning for, appetite. You know, if it's not if it's not identity based on what we have, then what are the things we should be yearning and hungry for? Yeah. And are we? <laughs> it's a good one. And the other one is I am what others think. And that's the issue of popularity and, and approval and... And, you know, the goal there is to leverage whatever value, I'm wrong word, leverage whatever influence that God may give us for his glory, for mm-hmm. his kingdom, uh, to be able to speak into, you know, someone's life that uh, we might not be able to. But uh, unfortunately, if we're not careful, we can get just really, really wrapped up in the approval. So, let, let, let me throw a few things out and you, uh, you kind of play off of it in, in these areas, uh, if I can. The first one that we talked about was our performance, our ambition. And, 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 you know, there's pros and cons to both, uh, to, to all of these, you know, uh, in our ambition, uh, you know, there's gutters we can get into either way. You know, well, it's not about me. It's all about the work of God. So I just do nothing. Well, that's apathy. Mm -hmm. But the other side is, well, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to make it happen. Well, that's workaholism and Mm -hmm. uh, thinking that it's not going to happen without me. And, and so we've, we've got to just be aware of that ambition, that, that driving force. It's good to be driven. But driven can also become quite an issue uh, in our life because if if we're so driven that we're willing to cut, uh, make shortcuts and and go around and and what happens in this area is the end begins to justify the means. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever uh, we've got to do uh, to make it happen. And so um, we get to justify the end by any means necessary. Why? Well, ambition. I've got to win. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to win the argument. I've got to win the decision. I've got to, I got to win the, uh, the battle. And so, um, uh, we begin to, uh, start having integrity issues if we're not very careful. If we allow ambition to so drive us. Right. Yeah. It's like the goal is not connected to character in that regard. Yeah, all, all that's important is reaching the goal, meeting the meeting the the dream, meeting the number, meeting the quota, instead of living out of a character place of who we are in Christ. That, that's yeah, and that's a that's a great point because we've talked about that before. You know, in today's world, it's all about charisma and competency. Do you have the personality and do you have the skill set? And what we've done, unfortunately, is we've gone around the character issue, and that's a big, big mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so we've got to get back, uh, 
to uh, the character. And in ambition, you know, the weaknesses we can overamplify and the strengths, you know, we can, can, can overamplify. Um, you know, I, I have, I can, uh, a strength is a strong personality, but if you're not careful, you can use that strong personality to be overbearing and very, very unkind to others around you because I've got to be in charge and I've got to make the call and you've got to hear me uh, instead of valuing everybody else on the team. Yeah, so true. Very good. Yeah, so... Let, let me say this about ambition. One of the, one of the greatest, uh, probably mistakes that we might make is thinking we've got everything we need in ourselves or we've got unlimited capacities. And there's only one person without limitations and you're not him and I'm not him and his name is God. And, and so you've got to remember that in this area of ambition, because it, if we'll look at these three areas and bring them together and, and form a triangle, it's in that sweet spot when we begin to understand these biblically, where we can be the most effective and quote unquote successful that God wants us to be. Right. You know, uh, what is it Scazzaro says about success? Success is uh, living out what you know to be the will of God in a radical fashion. You know, Mm -hmm. that success is Mm -hmm. being true uh, to God's will and purpose and calling on your life. Right. Yep. Then then the, the other one is the appetite. Now, there's two extremes here. There's the needs. And then there's the satisfaction. And, uh, you know, being aware of the needs and, 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 and becoming, uh, you know, an individual that wants to provide for those needs. That's a good thing, but there's some, there's some gutters here also. You know, ambition, the gutter of, of, uh, workaholism or the gutter of apathy and, and, and just, uh, being lazy. But the gutters here of appetite, I mean, let's just use food, for example. Well, one gutter would be gluttony. The other gutter would be anorexia, you know, that are starvation, you know, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to, to either gutter. I, I like what I heard a guy say about Baptist years ago, and I is one, so I can say this. <laughs> uh, the problem with Baptists so often is they want to drive in one ditch or in the other. Nobody wants to get up in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I know some people could take that to mean something I don't mean. Uh, but man, let's not stay in the gutters. There are always extremes and sometimes we get greedy. And then other times we think, well, if I've got anything and I've been blessed, you know, I've got to take a vow of poverty, you know, for God to be happy with me, uh, and, and, and God to, to bless my life. Well, I really don't think it's either or. I like what I heard about uh, the wisdom to have the discretion to know the difference when I'm talking to God between a need and a greed. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good wisdom to pray mm-hmm. and ask God to give us discernment in this area. And, and think about this. When's the last time we prayed, God, Help me to be filled by you. Mm-hmm. 
Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness sake, for mm-hmm. they shall be filled. Right. How hungry are we for him? Mm-hmm. How thirsty are we for him? And that's the real uh, test of our appetite. You know, am I willing to say, Lord, you're enough. Mm-hmm. Your will, your plans, your purpose, your direction, that's enough because I want to find my identity in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the appetite piece that you're speaking of does speak to the character. You know, because it's that's something people may or may not see. You know, and and that's connected to truly wanting to follow Christ and know Him and be known by Him and be found in Him, and letting that be some of the purpose of what we do, why we do what we do. You know, um, am I gonna am I gonna search with an appetite for Your approval, or am I gonna seek the Lord's? Nobody's gonna see if I see if I'm seeking the Lord's. That's just a personal character based issue that I think kind of feeds in even into the ambition piece. Well, that's a good, that's a good word right there. It is because, uh, we've just got to be so careful and we've got to realize I, Drew, let me tell you what I got to do to be selfish. Absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just, I don't know about you, buddy, but it just comes pretty natural to me Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I can think about Larry first and what Larry wants. And what yeah. Larry wants to accomplish. And so we just got to be real, real careful there. Yeah, no doubt. So number three is I am what others think. Mm-hmm. I am what I do. I am what I have. Or I am what others think. And that's that area of of popularity and approval. And, and that's where I already dealt with it. The extremes are rejection or the, the other side of that is acceptance. And, and I'm accepted and, and, and because people like me, one gutter, I always need affirmation. Man, I always need those. I thank you. You're special. You're so cool. We're always looking for those affirmations. And then the other gutter is, I don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. Well, we ought to care mm-hmm. because we represent Christ. Yeah. And what people think about us is very well what they may be thinking about Christ uh, and, and his ministry and how true that that is. And so we need to represent him well. I like what one person said about approval and affirmation or I don't care. Both have approval drift in the wrong direction. And what Jesus resisted in the desert personally, he defeated on the cross permanently. Mm, And I just love that thought. It's the power to redeem our our story because I'm in Christ. Mm-hmm. It's that imputed righteousness that's credited to our account that we can't do a thing to earn or deserve. Mm-hmm. But because it's put into our account, we want to start representing him well. And yes. so there's the imputed righteousness that leads us into the imparted righteousness, which is that process of personal sanctification as mm-hmm. I try to live my life in a holy and righteous manner. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm striving to do. Yeah. No, it's really good. I, I, I love these three. I think these are um, 
I think you're hitting on something here that pastors and leaders deal with all the time. We no do. No question. We do. And, uh, and, and, you know, all of us, we love to feel appreciated, <laughs> and we certainly don't enjoy uh, not being liked or, or even stronger than that, uh, you know. But how do we remain aligned with God's purpose and plan for our life? Mm-hmm. And um, and this isn't deep, but I wrote these out. Uh, the first thing, and each one of them is just going to repeat the same word three times. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Mm-hmm. That is the first step. Remain surrendered to God's will, God's purpose, God's call on our life, and that our life is to bring uh, glory to him. You know, Drew, I had a verse over the last week or so, just get all over me. It's one of the last verses I thought would do that. You know, we just came out of the Christmas season, and we know the story of of the birth of Christ and, and Mary. And Luke 1, 28 just got me good. And here it is. And the angel came to her, and I'm in the wrong chapter. What did I do wrong here? There it is. <coughs> I think it's 38. No, I'm not going to find it. Of course, now I'm not going to find it. Um, hmm. Here it is, verse 38. Wrote down the wrong one in my notes. She says, I am the Lord's slave. May it be done to me according to your word. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think what the angel revealed to Mary was on her life map. I, I don't think that was her goal. Right. I think it caught her totally off guard. I just had a pastor Zoom a few minutes ago, and I said, Hey, guys, I'm just curious. If God hadn't called you to preach, what would you want to be? You know, what, what were your dreams? What were your thoughts? And I heard, uh, architect, uh, and I heard, you know, many different things. And, and, uh, I grew up in a church with a guy that was a state trooper for Florida. And gosh, he looked so good when he wore his uniform to church. He had a gun on his hip. And I thought, yeah. whoo, I love to do that. Uh, and I would have, I, I think I would have enjoyed that. Uh, but that wasn't God's plan, God's purpose. And here's Mary. I don't think this is what Joseph and I, and, and her thought was going to happen right, right. are going to occur. And so we've got to regularly surrender our self will to God's will. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the key to following him. And that's what enables us to not give in to this, um, you know, uh, uh, approval, uh, syndrome and, and, uh, what people think. But God, I'm going to surrender to your will. This isn't about my agenda, my plan. This is about your agenda mm-hmm. and me joining you there. And I think with a new year, it's a great opportunity for all of us to radically realign mm-hmm. with God's purpose. And we're going to have to keep doing it again and again and again. Right. I just keep thinking about Mary and thinking yeah. about um, the, the, you know, how this applies to us. So when our performance doesn't go great, when uh, we feel like our, our, our 
church's performance is not going great, when we feel like we don't have a whole lot, when people don't approve of us, you know, then are we willing to say, Lord, I'm yours and I, I can't, I am in your will and I'm seeking you and be content in that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the question. Yes, sir. That's a great word. That's a great word. And we made reference to this last week, Psalm 23, one, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't need anything else. Right. You know, and, and I love, and I'm trying to remember who it was that said it. I think it was Derwin Gray in his book. If Jesus answered everything you're praying right now, would you be more like Jesus? (laughs) Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. I was like, oh, you had to go there, didn't you, Darren? It just (laughs) had to go there. Right. Number two, pray, pray, pray. Now, I know we talk about prayer a lot, and I'm going to keep talking about it a lot uh, because it's just become a passion, this journey. And I'm not where I need to be. I got a long way just to go, but I'm enjoying the journey as God deepens uh, my prayer life. But our example here, surrender, surrender, surrender was Mary. But I think the best example of pray, pray, pray is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think it's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, not my will, but as thou wilt. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a statement. I mean, are we willing to do that in the area of all of these, our appetite, our approval, our ambition? Are we going to surrender uh, our approval rating, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, to to Jesus? Are we going to surrender the things that uh, we desire and uh, we're pursuing in our appetite and in our ambitions? And man, in the garden... Jesus surrendered to the Father. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a cool, cool way. And I think we miss something here, Drew. Jesus, we, let me back up. We focus on the agony he was in in the garden. And he was. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sweat fell as great drops of blood. He agonized. There was great sorrow. He was extremely troubled. But when he comes out of that prayer of time, that prayer time, he's a mm-hmm. changed person. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't see that agony, that trouble. Uh, what you see is he's very calm, he's very composed, and he's very focused. Yes. That's what prayer ought to do to us. We come, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're going to agonize in prayer with God, but, but when we see what God's saying and where God's directing, there's no time for debate. It's now mm-hmm. time to go do it and obey. He got his guidance and he got his strength in prayer. And wow, he leaves the garden focused. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, I think it's his prayer life that got him to the cross. And I think it's his prayer life that kept him on the cross, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and was willing to stay there and die for us. But compare that <laughs> To the three guys who didn't pray. Mm-hmm. They're anxious. Mm-hmm. They're scared. They're worried. Peter grabs a sword. They <laughs> flee. They deny. Uh, they're out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gone. Yeah. Well, that's why I say pray, pray, pray. You say, well, I just don't feel like things are going real well for it. Pray. 
Well, I just, I just don't know what to do in this pray. Well, I've got these people against me. Mm-hmm. Pray. That's where it starts. And so step number two, pray, pray, pray. Yeah. Yep. Good. And then last, search, search, search. Mm. Get in the scriptures. Get in the word of God. God's, God's going to speak to us the loudest, the loudest through the scripture. He said, search the scriptures for in them. You'll find me. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what Jesus said. But, but let's not forget in Matthew chapter four, when the devil comes after Jesus, how does he answer him? Mm-hmm. You know, Satan, I've been thinking about it. Now, let me tell you what I think about that. Mm-hmm. No, he answers him with the word of God. I was reading something the other day that challenged me too, Drew, and I hadn't thought about it. The very temptations Jesus faced in the wilderness, the children of Israel faced in the wilderness, and they Mm -hmm. failed all three times. Mm -hmm. So Jesus takes on those same three and wins and and is victorious. So if you're being challenged in the area of approval, what does God's word say? Well, Jesus was challenged in that area. Hey, if you'll just bow your knee down to me, I'll give you everything and, mm-hmm. and, and it'll be yours. He goes, no, 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 no. I'm not going to give in to the temptation of a quick fix. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Uh, you know, and so when, when he comes to him and says, Hey, why don't you use your power to turn this, uh, these stones into, into bread? Mm-hmm. And he goes, no. And, and what was Jesus saying? I'm not going to give into the temptation to use my powers to get me what I want. Right. Woo. Yeah. Even in a time of real need. Yes. But man shall not live by bread alone. Mm-hmm. And so all of these things were, were things that were quick fixes. And how did Jesus answer him? He answered him through the word of God. So I, I just think about our identity and so many people out there saying, well, I just got to be who I feel like I, I, I'm supposed to be. No, we need to be who God describes in his word that mm-hmm. he created us and made us to be and pursue that and follow that and be obedient to that. Right, man. Good stuff. Well, Good stuff. It's just something that we've got to recognize. All of us have this battle. Uh, you know, uh, all of us. Uh, I remember years ago, Drew, uh, funny this memory comes to me, and I was so pumped. It was one of the very first revivals I ever preached, and I was so pumped. And uh, I get done with morning one, and, you know, first service that morning. And a guy walks up to me old enough to be my probably great grandfather. Okay. He walks in, he goes, preacher, I'll tell you right now, you need to learn. We didn't have to get everything the word of God said in the first service. And you need to just slow down. <laughs> and I was just, oh my, wow. Yeah, right. Man, right. I was so pumped and I was so excited. And, and now everybody listen to me on this. Should he have said that? Probably not. But then again, I also had to go, okay, is there any truth in that? Is there a kernel of truth? Doesn't matter that it probably his heart wasn't in the right place or whatever, but it was there any truth in that? And I think we got to think about that. But man, God called me to preach the word regardless 
of the response. Mm -hmm. Makes me think of Jeremiah. He didn't get a lot of great response, did he? Nope. <laughs> no. And, and 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 then again, there's a danger there. I'll tell you what, I must be preaching the truth. Nobody likes what I got to say. Well, that's not that yeah. might be the other gutter. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> the right, other right. extreme. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Well, listen, I, as we close, I just I can't get away from these three things that you talked about at the end. Yeah. And even we're still here in the early part of the year. And uh, as people are still kind of formulating, what's the, how's the year going to go, man, all the leaders that are listening, maybe your Bible study is right on top right now. <laughs> maybe you're really doing well at the gym, all these things. But goodness, if we can learn to surrender to Jesus, yep. if we can learn to pray and seek his face, and if we can learn to search for him in his word, I don't know how much more we need to add to be the men of God and the women of God that he wants us to be. I think that's, those are great, three great examples of how to get forward, move forward in knowing him and making him known in this year. Yeah, that's a great word. You know, in my experiencing God devotional that I'm going through for like the third year in a row, of course, there's one for every day. Um, and, uh, and I just, I just loved, um, what, what he says here about, um, that, Every time we need to know what to do, do what Jesus did. Pray. Mm-hmm. Pray. And when Jesus shows, or I'm sorry, when the Lord shows you, the Holy Spirit shows you, the Word of God shows you, what are you going to do about it? And that's the basics. Yeah. Right. It's good. Larry, thanks for this uh, conversation today. Yeah, because I think, like I said before, these are identity is huge, and I, I honestly think it goes all the way back to Genesis and uh, part of the curse. I think that's one of the reasons we deal with this is because you know the curse on on man is toil with work and toil with uh, yep. how to live and eat, and all that's wrapped up. It seems like to me in in our identity, and so. Uh, often our identity gets connected to work and producing and all these things. So I, this is an age-old problem, and I, I appreciate um, your attempt to help us kind of think through it and see it. And yet um, those three solutions that you gave us, are they're not even, you can't get any better than surrender, pray, and the search for the Word of God. So thank you, sir, for that. Uh, do you have anything that you'd add to it before we no, close it up? No, I just want them to know if we can help in any way, please let us know. We'd love to be a prayer partner and encourager. Anything we can do, uh, or if nothing else, Drew, I know this about you and I. We can be we we can be a, a sympathetic ear and an understanding heart uh, to to go through a, a trial or a tribulation that maybe somebody's going through. Absolutely, absolutely. If we can help you with something, let us know. Info at Healthy Church Podcast dot com, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, but we appreciate you listening or watching the podcast today. And uh, we're praying for you and believing God's best for what he wants to do in all of us this year. And I think if we can follow those three steps, we'll get there by his grace. Larry, thanks for the time. And we'll talk to you next time on the podcast. You've been listening to the Healthy Church Podcast, sponsored by Activate, a church health ministry of the BMA. For more information, resources, and other related topics, please go to HealthyChurchPodcast.com or find us on Facebook at Healthy Church Podcast.